2: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
3: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's uh, one of our MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, or concerns. And on this gorgeous Saturday morning, you are all on the line all four lines are jammed up so let's get right to your calls you're nice enough to join us let's go all the way to durham and kyle hey kyle how are you
4: hi good morning guys thank you for taking my call
3: sure what's up
4: um i uh, the basic question is i have an oem copy of xp mm-hmm. service pack three mm-hmm. um i've installed it many times on a, i have a couple of um,
3: many times microsoft's not going to appreciate that but go ahead
4: well, no, no, uh, but anyway, I have a couple of old, uh, believe it or not, 18-year-old gateway it. 600 series uh, laptops. I believe it. Uh, one of them's still working fine. Uh, the other one's got uh, probably a video card issue. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm curious about is can can I take XP, and, and of course I'm not using these computers online or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, I have a couple of old music programs and a couple of other programs that I can't get to run on anything current. Yeah. Um, could I uh, install XP on a new computer, or will I have uh, issues finding drivers and stuff?
3: Well, generally the answer is no, you can't load it on a new computer because it's just the new computer CPUs are too fast and won't work. Now, okay, so- that's a physical load. You could try to virtualize it. Go ahead, Bob.
1: Yeah, they have, uh, when they when you go to install it, the first thing it does is it looks at what's called the HAL, which is the hardware abstraction layer. Right. So every device that's built into that motherboard has an ID, an identifier. So what's the uh, Windows XP is from 2007, actually older than that, 2006. Yeah, or, it's old. And you forgot how old it so is. So the hardware abstraction layer is not going to be up to date on a modern motherboard.
3: So what you could do is spin up a Windows 10 operating system on the machine and then spin up a virtual XP area to run your old software, maybe.
1: You've got to turn on uh, your virtual server. It's in there, but it's not installed by default. Right. So you've got to add that feature in under Programs and Features.
3: doesn't cost you anything. you just got to turn it on.
4: That's that's on uh, like a Windows 10. I would yeah. have to do this.
3: Yeah. Yes, and all this is theoretical because even on a virtual config, you may find that you know if you're trying to interface with something on your music program with a MIDI device or something like that, it may still not work.
4: Mm, yeah, I know what we're talking. About. We're talking about the the age of uh, FireWire and uh, FireWire 1.1. Oh. <laughs>
3: yeah, wow, that is yeah. old stuff.
4: Yeah. Um, I, hmm. How far back would I say? Okay. So the best thing probably, if I wanted to install XP and use it, um, try to find an older computer.
3: uh You could try to find one, but I couldn't tell you which flavor of processor will support it. Um, You might want, maybe there's a research information on there. But I come across this all the time, Kyle, in our client base. I I just met an oil company who's running their entire company off an XP-based system. He's like, "Oh, we got a backup of it." I'm like, "Great," but you can't put it on anything new. Oh, we got an old machine in the in the basement. Oh, good luck. I hope it works. When your old machine crashes, it's running your whole company.
4: Well, um, I, I of course have everything saved on external hard drives and everything.
3: Data wise,
4: yeah, yeah, and music wise, and everything.
3: Right, but um, if I if I can't run the software, like I had, I have a comp, a client that does uh, some really cool welding technology, and uh, half their income comes from this machine. It's like running on an XP computer. It's all backed up, Eric. Right? Yeah, sure. What what do you want me to put it on when the thing crashes? <laughs> You know, it's 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 a it's an experiment, and you shouldn't be experimenting to figure out how to run your company after a disaster that where your fifteen year old computer finally crashes. It shouldn't be a surprise. So,
4: um, since I am not worried about like trying to run a company off yeah. of it, um, how, how far back would I go? Like uh, back to like maybe six years, seven years?
3: Uh, probably if a if Core can... two, a Core two duo, probably will work. A Celeron or a Pentium. Believe it or not, you can still buy them. However, to Bob's point, even though for whatever reason they're still selling Pentiums that could have an HL H A L layer that is still referencing a new number there and it still may not load. Um but core an old core two will probably work. Or I mean if you can find one. Um a Pentium will work maybe. But probably yeah. not.
4: I'm I'm un- I'm understanding basically uh, what you're saying some of it's going over my head a little bit, but um I guess so basically I, I should not go out and buy a new computer and expect that I could.
3: Uh... We can try it virtually. You can, you can do what we said: buy a new machine, turn on the um, virtual server functions. Hyper-V.
1: Turn on the Hyper-V.
3: And uh, then then load your XP on that area of the computer and try to make it work. But okay.
1: Um, and you got to activate the Hyper-V in your uh, BIOS in order to make it work on your computer.
3: Oh, that is a physical connection too to do. So a couple of steps there.
4: Okay, uh maybe I better call back later when I <laughs> you know when I get to that point. Yeah, we, you can help me out with it. We'll
3: do our best. It's hard to work on this old stuff. It's uh, wait, it, you, know. Hey, you know.
4: why why do people like classic cars, I guess,
3: right? I no, know. that's different. See, classic cars are are physical. You know, you can you guys you, you guys who know what you're doing can make a part if you needed to. Yeah. This is something that's locked down by the ecosphere. It's out of your control. It's not something it's not something you can modify or just make work by rewiring something.
1: You can't turn a uh, 2019 Corvette into a 1955
3: Corvette. (laughs) That's a good analogy. (laughs) That's right. I understand. All right.
4: Um, Thank you for your help. I'll I'll try to uh, keep that in mind. And like I said, maybe I can call back if I get to the...
3: Sure, we're always here.
4: Trying trying to do the virtual XPO. I'll give you a call. All right, Kyle. Yep.
3: Thank you. You got it. it. Yep. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go to Rich in Westfield. Hey, Rich.
5: Hello. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I'll uh, go quickly sure. uh, for you and for the sake of the other people waiting. Yeah. Uh, I'm an avid radio listener and I am concerned uh, about the future of radio stations, particularly local radio stations. All right. And so I, I just want to ask you because you're close to the situation and, and folks like you that are so close to the technology may not realize a lot of us out here. In radio land, TV land, don't really understand what makes 5G work. Mm-hmm. And so is it is it true that 5G needs AM and or <clears throat> FM radio, as in radio stations, bandwidth, and that the FCC is allowing radio stations to go dark, stop operating as radio stations to wow. use the bandwidth?
3: I haven't heard that per se, but generally the answer I have heard that... Bandwidth given, I thought, to old television stations is where the bandwidth is being consumed. But they are
2: UHF. Is that would it be
5: UHF? Yeah,
3: that's what I thought. But I, I would have to go research it again. I, not, I have not heard that radio stations have been impacted.
5: I tell you, I'm concerned about it. I hear you. Maybe it's just FM, or maybe it's
3: both. I'll look it up, Rich. I don't know that it's true. I would say it's more probably UHF. I mean, if you look at TV and streaming and all that kind of thing, that's where everything's going when it comes to to video, but for radio, I, I can't imagine the AM bandwidth would be impacted at all.
1: So you can watch your raw uh, UHF stream on your old te- tele- tube-type television
3: in the old days, but you don't need to anymore. <laughs> so let me—I'll look it up, Rich, as far as which which bandwidth is being sold off. But it's it's available bandwidth, so somebody is giving it up. So you know,
5: yeah, exactly, yeah. And I don't want to see a, and I think by federal law, maybe even part of a constitutional amendment i believe uh, it, it it's a fact that the uh, the airwaves belong to the citizens mm. and i wouldn't um in, in that so i think that uh, um, should should re- remain that way 5g uh, i heard your your co-host earlier mentioned 5g is for internet tv too oh yeah use the term cut the cord yeah uh, here in our municipality, I won't repeat the name of the of the city, but I will just call it City Fiber. No, we know
3: who you guys are. We we're so jealous we can't even tell you. Are you on the fiber? Uh,
5: well, I, I don't want to say one way or the other, but but they they call it uh, they use the name of the city, but let's just say City Fiber. Okay. And when they first came out with it, they started using the slogan "Cut the cord." Yeah. But. But but fiber is uh, has to come down the telephone pole to get, you can, you can, you can, um, um,
3: uh, you need a cable.
5: Uh, yeah, you need a so cable. you're trying fact. to say. Cable yeah. television has fiber in it also, right?
3: Correct, but cutting the cord is a misnomer. Um, yeah. But it's only – there's all sorts of misnomers in our lives. They
5: eventually stopped saying it. But, I mean, yeah. you've got it in – what am I trying to say? Why? Inside you had the why – what's it called? Why? Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi to get mm. it around the house. Okay, you're you're not using a cord there, but you've right. got to get it in the house so that if you want to get it from your computer to your TV, say, if you want yeah. to do internet, uh, watch your internet on your TV – and yeah. that's where internet television comes in. Correct. Uh, but it's delivered by cable, just like just like uh, so-called fiber isn't. Right. Cable is fiber.
3: You're right. It's a misnomer. And uh, it, but again, you should be so happy you have it in your area. Yeah. Um I'm so jealous. I mean, the the buggy whip capital of the world has some of the fastest, cheapest broadband there's in the, the area.
5: The, the, the pipe, though, if the if the content providers keep raising their prices, they'll have to keep raising their prices and
3: um well you buy the content from the content provider directly so actually you cut out the middleman of the cable company which is to your best interest rather than paying the fee the cable company gets a chunk of through HBO you buy it directly from HBO so you're well that's an extra cost it, yes of course but yeah. that's at least well, directly that's, that's from my point
5: yeah HBO you, and 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 uh uh these other content providers uh um oh God, they're, they're, they're,
3: bundle it together.
5: Amazon and yeah. Netflix and all those content providers—they—they they charge City Fiber. City Fiber will be charging increases. No,
3: they don't. They don't charge them. You're misunderstanding.
5: Well, okay, so you maybe have to write
3: separate checks. I don't know. You do. But, <laughs> that's the beauty, Rich. You're misunderstanding. Um, yeah, you just pay for the city, the fiber, the, the dumb pipe. That's all it is. Is a dumb pipe to your home. Exactly. And they're happy but to give it to you. You have
5: to pay increases if the content.
3: They, no, no. But you only no. pay
1: for the content
3: you want. You're misunderstanding how it works. Yeah, they are going to charge you just this for the pipe. They are not impacted by what you do for the bandwidth uh, for the uh, for the content you buy that directly from your from them
5: well that's a, that's a little bit more um, uh, relaxing let's say but yeah. um,
3: trust me on this it's a good deal it's the way to go
5: it's sure well uh, it's true though you only pay for for what you want yep. but, but that's that's true in any in, in any case i'm not totally against it it's not even was my major qu-
3: no i know i'll look up i look up the 5g uh, spectrum yeah, concerned for you yeah i'm talking
5: about radio station no. owners radio station owners just giving up their
3: they their won't.
5: stations and selling them or leasing them to uh, to technology companies like right. phone companies and and um, and and cable companies yep. who uh, I hear you uh, who want to put internet on on the on the fiber on the cable right. uh, or, or excuse me who need the bandwidth right. in order to right. make the pipe bigger as your co-host said earlier all in right. the program
3: I hear you Rich all right we got to go but I'll I'll take a look at the uh, the uh, bandwidth uh, as far as what's coming on with the uh, the frequencies and get back to you on that during the show we're gonna step out for a quick break get to more of your calls Jim Rich and Paul hang on this is Computer Talk we'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We have not found the answer to it yet, as far as which spectrum there was auctioned off for 5G. But um, we'll, do, we'll talk a little bit more to try to clarify Rich so we understand what cutting the cable means and how this all works as well. Because clearly there's some misunderstandings out there for folks. Let's go to Rich in Prospect.
2: Hey, Rich. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. Um, I've got an older uh, HP desktop uh, running Windows 7, and it's time to, uh, well, I just did pick up a new one for uh, Windows 10. Nice. The hard drive on the 7 is starting to make noise, and I know the end is near. Yeah, so figured, yeah. why not bite the bullet and do it? Yeah. Um, and so I'm just curious is the best way to transfer my files in hopefully uh, programs over to the Windows 10. I, I understand the Windows used to have uh, some kind of easy program to do right. that, and then someone told me that they stopped yes, that program. They did, and I and I did look online. Apparently, on, on your website, you, I can't find a forum section anymore.
3: No, we got um, rid of that a long time ago.
2: Well, see, it's been a while. Yeah. Okay.
3: So, <laughs> yeah. So, migrating software is much more painful now. And Bob will tell you that from going from Windows 7 to Windows 10, you really can't migrate it. You have to reinstall it, right, Bob?
1: Yeah, your programs you're going to have to reinstall. Right. Uh, Your data, you just uh, got to copy it over. It's kind of like we went back to Windows XP, if you will. Yeah.
3: So you're going to take a third-party hard drive or something like that, plug it into your old Windows 7 and make a copy of your data. All right. Okay. You should. You should already have a backup now, knowing that well, your hard drive is clicking.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm using a backup uh, external hard drive. To, you know, and once a month or so, I just plug it in and backup everything that's on there
3: with a copy. So it's actual files that you can view, or using the software, the backup software.
2: Using the backup software.
3: Yeah. So that's fine. Doing a restoration on your Windows 10 from the Windows 7 might be more trouble than it's worth. A simple copy and paste might be might make your life a lot easier when it comes to migrating your data. Um, But Uh, you could always practice. I mean, if you did a restoration of that old Windows 7 on your Windows 10 machine hardware, guess what? It's not going to work. That's kind of a snag when you go from one disparate operating system to another. So a backup is great when you're trying to restore to a similar system. It can be trouble when you're restoring to something that's brand new. Um, Uh, So you could restore your files.
2: Pick up a a standalone hard drive and just,
3: just copy it. Yep. Copy your data, okay. and then any yep. applications you need to do, or you might have to download or reinstall from disk. Okay. If they're supporting I'll Windows 10.
2: yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, you go online and you see all these different softwares you can download and buy and effortlessly seamlessly migrate everything and i you know, who knows whether they're worth a dime.
3: Well, if they were, we would be using them in our practice, which we <laughs> we have not found one, right Bob, that we like that is a you know for Windows 10 migrations.
1: No, no, just we're just doing the copy. What i typically do if the old machine is still running is i just share the c drive and then i navigate to it from the new one, right. open up two windows, copy from the old to the new and a little go.
3: networking there for that.
1: You have to install the programs.
3: Right. And most of the time you're installing new programs anyways. Correct. And, you know,
1: you just... and they still work with the old files. Right. Share
3: the C drive. If you want to network it out. You'd be doing that within a network, so you'd have to do a little bit of networking.
1: So when you're done, you want to unshare the C drive or get rid of the old PC. Right.
3: So if you're comfortable with networking, that might make sense. But it's easier to do a external hard drive for... Folks not messing with the network every day. Yeah,
2: I'm not. I'm not that savvy with yeah. networking.
3: Yeah, just do the hard drive.
1: Just do it'll, yeah, you, it'll, it. Yeah, it'll. You you won't be pulling your hair out, right?
3: <laughs> okay. So
2: could I just like one of these? I don't know if it's okay to mention brand names, sure. Go ahead. Like like a, like a Seagate, you know, backup drive. Yeah. Is that? Can I use it as an external hard drive?
3: or didn't literally physically have to go buy a. No, you can use it. Alone? You can use it. Okay. Uh, if, you, if you can see
1: Seagate, it, Western Digital, Toshiba, I mean, a lot of people make them. Yeah.
3: So if you've got room on the drive, just do a copy. So the files are now in their native file formats to okay. the drive and then connect it to your new computer. See if you can see the native files and copy them over. Okay. If you use the backup right. software, it's going to be all compressed into a, a backup file technology, which is you could try to restore it to your Windows 10. It might work. Just a, it's easier to do the copy and the paste for what you're doing.
2: Okay, all right. No, I just want to make sure. Like, I could run, I could do this simple function without Seagate automatically having their software loaded in the in the backup drive to
3: begin with, and then I'm right back in the same pickle. It's all a matter of how you can dr- navigate to the drive. If you can, if you could map, if the Seagate plugs in and you have a new E drive, let's say, mm-hmm. and then you can make a directory on it called, you know, Rich Moving, <laughs> and then uh, go ahead and copy your data over. You're good. If you can't do that, then you need to just go get a separate drive Okay. Multiple right. hard drives I'm is a good thing anyways. I'm sorry? Multiple hard drives is a good thing anyways. Having okay. more than one shot at your data is a good thing. So okay. having the second backup is going to save you if if your primary one ever is is uh impacted or corrupted. Okay. All right.
2: All right. All right. I will try that. Thank you, gentlemen.
3: You're you're welcome, Rich. Great show. Thank thanks you. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. Um We have a couple minutes here before the bottom there. We have to take a break. Let's go to Jim in Glastonbury. What's going on, Jim?
6: Hi, how are you? Good.
5: Hey, uh, some time ago you recommended a printer Uh that only prints black and hardly uses any ink.
6: Yeah,
3: Laserjet. Any little Laserjet you can find. A couple hundred bucks. Okay, Laserjet. Yeah, not Inkjet. Stay away from Inkjet. Okay, because
2: we're sick and
5: tired of. uh, 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 are not you? Up I up
3: everything. I know. It's crazy.
5: Yeah, it is. It's, it's nuts and, when you don't even use color.
1: Right. And it's expensive. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And those would be wireless also, those yeah. printers?
1: Yeah. The new the ones are,
3: yeah. 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 Okay. I, that was easy, huh? Yeah, it was easy. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> For a change. For exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. So real quick before the bottom of the hour, that caller that was confused about cutting the cable... So he again is in such an amazing spot there with that fiber service. If you can get a broadband connection like fiber, yes, it's a cable into your home. When the cable misnomer is used, it's cutting cable TV is really what they meant. Cut the cable. It's supposed to be tongue in cheek, cable TV. So, go ahead.
1: so it's like you know, like I got rid of the cable per se in air quotes be, right. because I was tired of paying three hundred bucks. For three thousand channels, that you and watch. I watch ten.
3: Exactly. So then, the beauty again. He was all so concerned that saying, "Well, you know, if the bandwidth cost is going to go up, if they, uh, if you start getting content," and he didn't understand that Whip City Fiber has nothing to do with the services you choose to run across it. If you use Amazon Prime, you use Netflix, and also in other competing fiber services like GoNetSpeed coming here to Connecticut, they will give you a lifetime guaranteed price. Cap, period. You pay for that. You pay what you pay forever, right? Because they're not impacted the way the cable companies were and are. So cutting the cable is a beautiful thing, especially if you have access to broadband fiber like that for cheap.
1: So basically, what they're charging you for is the cost of putting in the fiber, right? And then maintenance.
3: Or think about it again. Back to water. You're paying for the your 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 two and a half or half inch pipe to your home. But if you want to put a beautiful gold shower head on your shower, it doesn't affect anything, right? The water keeps coming out the same way. Water
1: cost is the same.
3: But you, you spent four thousand bucks on your shower head, and that's your choice. Same thing with cutting the fiber, cutting the cable, and getting going to fiber. You do it. Trust me. We're all jealous. We want that comp- competition. But you know, guys like Murphy and uh, Blumenthal just don't think it's well, we important. Make to make sure the cable companies have
1: enough money to put their names on stadiums.
3: Exactly. We're gonna step <laughs> out for a quick break. Um, Melissa and Paul, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we were talking with a caller who was kind of worried about 5G taking radio frequencies. As if it was going to take WTIC's radio frequency or other radio frequencies. And he might have gotten confused because the idea of any kind of wireless communication, whether it be Wi-Fi in your house, whether it be your cell phone connecting to a tower, whether it be 5G, whether it be uh, us speaking on the radio, uses radio band frequencies. Um, And I was right. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or anything. They did use UHF as part of the band. But the, the the frequency bands are there's a massive frequency bands um, when it comes to radio, and so there is no concern of them s- selling off <laughs> our radio frequency, um, which I th- is 1080. That's a frequency. Now again, I'm not an, I'm not an expert at radio, but that's the you're using a radio wave based on that dial number on the band, right? I mean, that's it's, the frequency. Yeah. yeah. So. We posted a link out there for you. Uh, I think his name is Rich. Um, take a look at this uh, this uh, article, and you'll understand more about how 5G is working, and you really don't have anything to worry about when it comes to AM radio or FM radio. Um, they shouldn't be interfering. But like to Bob was talking a little bit off air with me, your remote control car uses radio. Right. But you have to make sure it doesn't have such a strong broadcast that it interferes with commercial radio, right? You wouldn't want your, right. your RC all car. It's regulated.
1: Right. And this, Same thing with CB radio,
3: right? So it's all based on basically radio frequencies range anywhere from three kilohertz to up to three hundred gigahertz. That's just those are the frequencies, and so five G is going to use some chunks of that UHF being one of them, and
1: yeah, uh, UHF and VHF and.
3: You name it. but This article is pretty good, and it'll explain things, but you have nothing to worry about. Your AM and FM radios should be fine. All right, let's go back to your calls, and we're going to go to Paul in Lime Rock. Hey, Paul. Good morning. Morning. What's up?
2: I have a Windows 10 machine I just got, and okay. it has Edge.
3: Yeah, stay away from that.
2: My... Any way to get rid of Edge, uh, muted, the muted, uh, I know it can't be deleted, but can I... I don't know. Put it into limbo so that it doesn't bother me.
1: It shouldn't bother you. Download Chrome and or Firefox. I recommend both, Yeah. and set one of those as your default browser. Yeah.
2: Okay, I had that running, but every now and then I don't know. I'll hit something and I'll, I get this thing about yeah. You know, okay. The, that,
1: the other this, thing. That. Yeah. The other thing you want to do is download Adobe Acrobat Reader, the free version. Okay. and set it so that your PDFs open with Adobe Acrobat instead of Edge. And every time it does an update, Edge will wanna open your PDFs. So then you got to change them back, but you right click on a document short- or a shortcut that it's a PDF and then right. choose open with and then set that as the default uh application for your PDFs. And then okay. pretty much Edge won't come up anymore.
3: Yeah, but it's gonna. It's you can. They're always gonna try with an update to override That's those correct. settings. Yes. So Microsoft is gonna eventually say again to you, "Hey, Paul, you want to use Edge?"
1: No, they won't oh, ask you. They'll just oh, do Paul, it. You <laughs> want to use Edge?
3: Here you go, Paul. Use Edge.
1: We we have a better solution for you. <laughs> yeah,
3: Microsoft just gonna smooth talk you into using Edge.
2: All righty, guys. Thanks a lot. You, have a good day. You
3: got it, Paul. It's annoying. I mean, it's your computer. You paid Microsoft good money and whoever built your machine for the machine. You said, hey, Mike. the problem is the EULA, the thing you agreed to when you first turned on your Windows 10 said, by the way, we have the right to turn and change your computer into anything we wanted to, whether you like it or not. And actually, I was going to bring up an article, Germany, they're, they're, they think there's actually a, a, a huge reason to be worried about Microsoft in, in Germany because all they use is Windows software and they feel it's actually a, a national security risk uh, to be using Microsoft. And I would agree, right? You you turn that EULA on, they don't even know what kind of telemetry information Microsoft is taking from us, from our computers. And, and telemetry meaning where you are, what you're doing, what your browsers are doing. Um, and Germany's saying we're not even sure if they can comply with the EU's data privacy because we don't even know what they're they, doing they, on the computer.
1: They change my login screen, the background, every day. Yes. And they give me this view. Do you like this? Yeah. Do you not like this? I don't like this. <laughs> but you know what? When I see something I like, I can only see it for one day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is when you click on yes, it only shows you the one day?
1: No, it doesn't uh, matter. Uh, it, it changed because they're constantly no, pushing it Updating. up to you. When you go to log in, you have that screen. Yeah. But it's it's different every day. I know. And I don't like that.
3: I don't like it either. You so know?
1: I don't like some of the pictures that they show. <laughs> Just not my taste, it's not your thing.
3: Oh, all right, but they're always going to push their stuff on you. And those EULAs you agreed to said you could give, you could do that, and of course they could take your firstborn whenever they want to. That's a part of the eula. Let's go on to Melissa in Manchester.
0: Hey, Melissa. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I guess I guess you answered one of my questions. I was going to ask you what you think of the Microsoft Surface Pro, but um, I guess not a big Microsoft- fan. Not a big fan.
3: Okay. No, you can actually, we'll put some links up there. They've had some major issues with their, now. this is their sixth flavor of it, and they're having issues with performance and battery and all sorts of stuff going wrong with it. Um, okay. They make a software program, which we've been talking about for 25 years. Why would you buy their hardware?
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. And, you know, I, I'm creeped out by Google, definitely. Yeah. I work in an education environment, and they've so infiltrated everything and talk about grabbing Information from people, so I avoid Google Chrome and I use Firefox, and, yeah you know I use some of the other stuff and um, so I'm kind of anti Google too, but sure. I, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but the other question I had yeah. is um quicken and QuickBooks. Okay. I have a couple of very, very small businesses and i and I do my my father's almost ninety year old father's bills and other kinds of things using quicken yeah, I have never used all of the you know, integration to his bank account and stuff and to your credit cards—that all that kind of creeps me out too. So okay. I, I just want something simple to write checks and keep a check register. I didn't know if any of the small businesses you work with ha- use something that seems really simple and doesn't require me to spend money every year. And they're always trying to <laughs> dive into things I don't want them to dive into. <laughs> uh,
3: well, so the, the problem was that last bit of what you said, right? So every almost every one of our clients is going to use QuickBooks pretty much um, okay. that's what they're going to use to do their small business
1: quick and quick like for personal quick right. is for co- right companies. right.
0: and I do the personal checking with the quick and right.
3: Yeah. So if you don't want to pay for anything, I mean, you can do the old fashioned thing and write checks manually and all that, which is more time consuming. I know that does that the idea of automation is supposed to make it easier for you. Right. But, um, yeah. no, I don't, I couldn't give you any other alternatives. QuickBooks is one of the biggest ones out there. Now you don't necessarily have to buy the new version every year.
0: I haven't, and I typically skip about three years, but yeah. the last time I did that, you know, it was a lot of challenge in installing the new one, and I was on, you know, with tech support for like an hour and create a different version and do this. They make it difficult.
3: Right. Isn't that or, funny? You know,
0: it's my fault. I suppose. Well, they do
3: it on purpose, of course. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to make it difficult, but of course they do it so that you, you're you uh, punished enough to stay current.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> So I guess I'm going to have to stick with Quicken now. They seem to have the monopoly, and I just keep thinking someone's going to have just this really simple, you know, most like a, uh, I don't know, the integration of like an Excel sheet to do a register and check writing, you know, used, maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there used to be a lot of those types of software out there. Remember Microsoft Money? And, yeah. You know, yeah. They did a great job, but yeah, they didn't make any money on it, so
3: and they let it go. They let it go. Yeah, that's yeah, the other problem. Okay. Is we have to support the uh, the software folks who are writing the software so that it stays running. And a lot of people are don't sure like doing that. They're like, Eric, I don't, I don't want to keep paying these guys support. Well, unfortunately, it's your ERP system and it runs your whole business. If you, if they go away, yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, you going to write do, your own software?
0: Do, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think you know we need to, we definitely need to support it. It's just that I think what Quicken has done is they not only want your money for buying the software. But then they're making lots of money at throwing other things at you and, and, and like holding information hostage mm-hmm. to integrate it. And that's what drives me. What crazy example do you have
3: that. for that? What do you mean?
0: Well, I just think, you know, the integration of credit cards and then they're selling you credit cards and then, mm-hmm. you know, they're doing the loans. And I mean, there's just this, you know, bigger and bigger universe of Quicken and they control all aspects of it. Yep. So that's, that's the part that, that bothers me. But, I don't blame yeah, you. But I, would, you yeah. I would love a little guy. I'd pay this, you know, more money to a little guy who is keeping things simple. But yeah. they're not out there. They're
3: not out there okay. right now that I could, that I know of. Maybe other folks do, but not that we see. We see mostly QuickBooks on our client base.
1: The days of people okay. writing software and then publishing it for free are pretty much gone because you know, a guy can't spend his time writing software and then not getting paid. Yeah.
0: Of course, yeah. I know. I, I can understand that. The other question was my my almost ninety year old father. He's very used to his Windows eight environment. I know that that's not going to be supported anymore. I did not upgrade to Windows ten. Cause Windows eight, you're
3: saying though, Melissa?
0: No, no. Um,
3: Windows seven, you yeah, mean? Yeah,
0: Windows. Or Windows 7. Yeah. Windows 7. Yeah, so he's very familiar with that. Right. And I know that you had describe that there's a mimicking thing. Even if you upgrade to 10, you can go back to the look of a Windows 7.
1: Classic shell. Yeah.
0: Classic shell. Okay. I haven't done that, but I know that they're no longer supporting Windows 7. As supposedly. of January.
3: In January.
1: You know, yeah. you might upgrade him to Windows 10 at some point. And he may be okay with it. If he's okay with it, I'd say stick with the 10 interface. Otherwise, right. uh, you might go with Classic Shell. Now, one of the secrets, I think, is when you install programs, they don't automatically put them on the menu. Yeah. So okay. you got to go to the menu, right-click, and click, um, you know, to uh, pin it to the start right. menu. And yeah. then you want to pin I also like to pin it to your uh, taskbar. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah, if he can see the icons, I think he'll be all right. Yep. Yeah, he might yep. be able to figure it out. Okay, and then last question is: if I do get a new laptop or computer, how do I get rid of bloatware? And could you publish something about that, a step-by-step <laughs> guide?
3: Sadly, it's been our niche for our clients for the past 25 years. That's why we build machines, uh, because if we don't include all that junk that you get, quote-unquote, for free. Uh, there is no guide that I could give you. There might be a guide online that I could try to find. But basically, you just uninstall the junk, right? All the, f- quote-unquote, free antivirus software that you're not going to use, mm-hmm. um, any applications you're not going to use. You just have to be vigilant go through each app and remove it, uh, depending on whatever you buy. There might be, okay. there might be some guide out there from like CNET or something like that but it's different for every manufacturer so you just got to look at it and uninstall it
0: and do you do you sell computers just to regular people on the street or is it only the businesses only the
3: businesses we we would we really can't serve the general public unfortunately
0: okay all right okay I'm gonna give it a shot then thanks so much you guys do wonderful work
3: thanks thanks for listening okay bye-bye all right bye-bye all right stepping out for a quick break we're going to get to Lee and Bill we'll be right back And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. Doctor Alessi's up next, giving you a second opinion on your health uh, on your health advice. But let's get back to your calls. We're going to go to Lee in Ashford next. What's going on, Lee?
7: Hey, hey. Uh good morning. You okay?
3: Yeah, we're here.
7: Oh, good. Listen, uh, I recently, about a month ago, upgraded to version nineteen oh three, the Windows ten. All right. And Ever since that, Mm -hmm. whenever I'd start the computer up and, you know, that scene, it comes on from Windows with the nice mountains and the lake and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, Bob was talking about that earlier. Yes.
7: It's it's totally blurry, totally Uh out of focus. Oh, no. Yeah. And before that,
3: it was fine. Of course. Yeah. yeah. What did they do to me? Well, Microsoft doesn't like the driver anymore. Video your, driver. your video driver. It worked with Windows 10 XYZ PDQ, but with XYZ PDW, it doesn't work.
7: On <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh.
3: this case, 1903. So you have to update your video driver. Hopefully, uh-huh. is that an old machine?
7: Um, it's about three, maybe five years
3: old. Five years old. So yeah.
1: Go to the so website.
7: I mean, the Windows 10 was just recently installed.
3: So go I to. Mean, I know.
7: It came with 8.1, and I had it upgraded. Uh, Maybe just two years ago,
3: 10. Bob's got an answer for you.
1: So go to the manufacturer's website and go to their support and where they have the drivers and and applications. Find the video driver. For your model. For your model. Yeah. And then download that and install it. Okay. So
3: Microsoft, Um, whatever they chose for your video driver, they broke it. And uh uh, you need to download it specifically.
7: Okay, go go to its HP machine.
3: Yeah, good. Yeah, You go to HP's website, go to the support page, and you should be able to go and look for your model. Yeah, look up
1: your model, yep.
3: Okay. And then go to the video drivers area, download the latest drivers for Windows 10, and hopefully, Lee, it'll work. Oh, well, that sounds simple. It does. (laughs) (laughs) Can be. Sure.
7: Okay, great. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. You're
3: welcome, Lee. Good luck. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, it's too bad that after you've got a perfectly good machine working, it upgrades, and they break something on you. Thank you, Microsoft. Thank you. May I have another? Let's go on to Bill in Windsor. Hey, Bill. Morning. How are you today? Good. Good. How are you?
6: Good. Listen to your advice uh, about cutting the cable. I did this over a year ago. In my case, it was Comcast, and I yeah. started streaming directly. Been more than pleased with that decision. More than pleased. Good. Re- you know, yeah, and just recently, Comcast—I think it was last week—started advertising this free Xfinity Flex streaming device that they're now providing to their internet-only subscribers. They previously charged five dollars. Its intention is to compete with Roku, Apple TV. They're oh. claiming they're advertising it to connect the platforms like Netflix, and Amazon uh-huh. Prime, YouTube TV. Yeah. But when you call Comcast and you inquire about what do I do to obtain this box? After talking to a rep, who had to actually go do some research, that she wasn't even aware that it was free yet, <laughs> uh, she came back with, "Oh, there's one little snag. Uh, you have to rent the modem from Comcast <laughs> to be able to use this Infinity Flex streaming device."
3: There's the ten dollars extra. You
6: cannot use your own modem. Yeah, I well, thought I wanted to pass that along because. To you because you advocate going to this cutting cable movement, and this has just recently came out on the news, and I can't be the only one who was going to be inquiring about this yeah oh, i I would, get a, a streaming I, device.
3: I would never buy another piece of hardware from the cable company ever period i wouldn't either um they've they've made their money off us twenty fold. And, uh, I am just looking for an alternative, a 5G one with T-Mobile, maybe wireless, um, a broadband one through with, with fiber. That'd be great. Uh, just keeping my, you know, my internet connection with cable. That's, that's fine, but I'll never buy a box from them. I'll never buy a, a gadget from them. I'll never buy a service from them. They, they've lost me as a customer because of what they've done to us. Over the past fifteen, twenty years, um, exactly. and uh, making us pay so much, making us—I mean, it, it was a collusion between our lawmakers and yeah. the cable companies to allow for one one option. What, what yeah, other? What, where in America? Top. Where in America? Where you can buy? Where can you get any car color you want except for it has to be black? That was back when Ford started back in the, building the Model Ts. But here in America, yeah. one broadband
1: company for you—that's it. Right. Yeah, but they'll tell you there's competition out there because there there's multiple cable companies. The problem is they all have the territories, territories. all carved out. Yeah, it's So almost, they can't sell.
6: they got the map all carved out. Yeah, it's That's it's right.
3: it's horrible and disgusting, and it's harmed us as a country. It has. I mean, it's held us back. <laughs> yes. has, period. Um, so, Bill, thank you for letting us all know. Even if it was free, I wouldn't use it.
6: Right. And <laughs> it's interesting that it will work, but you need to buy their modem. Yeah, forget it. <laughs> Have a nice week. You too, Thanks.
3: Bill. Thanks for letting us know. Take care. All right, bye-bye. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this lovely Saturday morning. Everything we've talked about has been posted live over at Computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show, .com, which also works. And, of course, if you go on Facebook and follow us on Facebook at Tab Computer Systems, and Mark Zuckerberg deems news newsworthy, it may get into your news feed. And I want to thank Mike G. for posting all this for you. I want to thank Matt for producing. And stick around. Dr. Alessi's up next with Healthy Rounds, giving you a second opinion on your health advice.
1: See you next week.